Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a f- our first ever guest, who is my partner, Mr. Joseph Mustakia. He is an epic, epic, epic personal trainer, epic partner as well. Puts up with so much shit for me and always willing to do the work, always willing to learn and really just has done so much inner work this year. And I wanted to come on I want to have him as the first person on the podcast because he's gone through some hard shit when trying to build his business. And I think a lot of us can resonate with the fact that business is not necessarily easy. There's a lot of internal work that gets to be done. There is a lot of perseverance when shit doesn't look the way we wanted, when we burn out, when we have been trying the things, investing or maybe not, and are just really struggling monetarily energetically. And he really has done such a beautiful job over the past few months of really pushing through and showing the fuck up in his business. And so far he's made about 20K this year alone and is only growing. He signed two epic clients last week. He was part of my Rise and Thrive group coaching program. Now he's a one-on-one client of mine. And I just wanted to bring some realness to you guys because I feel like there's a lot of business coaches out there that just say this is easy and if it's not easy you're not doing it right come and pay me and like that's beautiful there are definitely so many times when shit is actually easy and shit feels good but like I don't know about you but easy to me means like living on an island in Greece like not actually doing anything and having money come like to me that's really easy and we can build our businesses up to that that's Joe and mine's goal actually and it takes a lot of work to, to build up to that, right? Especially in the beginning stages. So I'm going to have him introduce himself. I think he's going to be an epic, epic person to come on here and to coach with you guys. And if you guys want to find him on Instagram, Joe Motivates is his name. Reach out to him. And I'm going to turn the mic over to him. You want to tell a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So as Johnny just said, uh, my name is Joe, uh, Joseph Mustakia, also Joe Motivates on Instagram, and I am a online health and empowerment coach. Um, I'd like to find a very well-balanced way to go about helping people create their greatest health. Um, to me, it's not just about working out, sweating, and, and eating right. There's a lot more parts to us that tend to get overlooked, and especially if you're a male, um, we tend to put this mental health thing, not really in our sights. Now, that's also a lot of where we've, we're going for 2020. A lot of people altogether are trying to really get the mental health aspect because we've been in the house board, right? You know the song. So um, my approach is something that I like to take yoga. I like to take meditation. I like to really get all of it encompassed into it. Give yourself your, your me time and then allow you to, to grow and accept yourself and love yourself through the things that we're trying to grow through. Um, so as Johnny said, I have come across a lot of hard things. Um, 
I have spent quite a few years personal training and doing group uh, group coaching. That was always in person, um, always within a box gym. I used to work at Orange Theory for about two years. Um, And as soon as I went online slash like trying to make things happen on my own because I quit my job, Corona kind of happened. And there was a lot of ups and downs that came with that. But before even getting to Corona, I had a lot of things that definitely that I was putting myself through and I was not accepting into my, into my part of my life. So there is things that I've been putting on the back, on the back burner for so long, not really giving them the time, not really giving them the opportunity to, um, allow myself to deal with. So all that shit kind of harbored up and came up in a couple, in a couple points in my life in a lot of different ugly ways. Um, I am from a family who's very hardworking. Um, and when I got my degree in exercise science, they were like, all right, now what are you going to do? Get, go get a nine to five. And I was like, ah, actually, that's not what I'm going to do because I don't think that that's how we get ahead in life, right? So I followed my passion. I worked at Orange Theory for a while. And then after that, uh, like I said, I went online. And since then, there's been a lot of falling down. There's been a lot of crying. There's been a lot of emotions. There's been a lot of things that have uh, helped me put a lot of stuff into focus. And there's been weeks and months where I've done the things, and there's been weeks and months where I haven't done the things. And whether I was doing them or not doing them, I always felt terrible. I never, ever felt like I was giving it my all. I always felt like it was just like hard and forced. And yeah, it, it was exactly that. Yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. And thank you for being a dude who actually admits to emotions yeah. and admits to crying. Um, so what I got from that is that you came from a family who kind of judged you for getting an exercise science degree. I know a lot of your family are entrepreneurs themselves, but nothing in the personal training realm or online space at all now not at all yeah or online space at all and I know how hard it was for you to own that and you've had a lot of opportunities to go back yeah and do what's easier and do the do it the way that they wanted to um or wanted you to do it and so I know that there came a lot of a lot of mental perseverance and two things that I want to focus on and back ref- and reflect back on are is the way that you said something about like growth mm. And growing through the struggles. And so can you talk a little bit more about what that really means to you? And like what things were hard for you specifically? And then how did we overcome them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first I'm going to hit on the what things were challenging specifically. Um, So I was very inactive on my social media platforms for a very long time. And then having to go back to that um, was challenging as shit because I I didn't know how to go about posting the right things or wasn't sure when I was posting the right things. So there was a lot, I felt like, rather, I was hit with a lot of um, like very... Very much limiting beliefs that like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. 
Um, so that definitely dragged with me for a while and, and it really dragged me through a lot of ups and downs and emotions. What was the other question that you had asked? How did you overcome it? Good question. So, um, there's been a lot of, like I said, there's been a lot of ups and downs. I definitely have had times where I was going good for a while and then I was like, nah, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and those, those parts were, were definitely difficult to, to a come to and accept and then B, to, to really try to work into it. So the other night I was laying in bed, probably about two weeks ago now, and I had this thought. I started thinking of my, my grandfather, who is the who was the patriarch of my family, and how he had a long life, and uh, he passed away in a very, very sad way. But, oh, rather, and... Um, I was thinking about how one day that could be me. And then that thought got scary. And then I thought about, I might not even make it to that point. I might not even make it to the 80s, the 90s, like, like he did. And the one thing that really struck me deep was that I'm living with a lot of regrets currently. Mm. Um, I'm living with not feeling, I was living with not feeling up to my potential with not feeling good enough for myself, with not feeling good enough for Johnny. Um, and once I was hit with the thought of, I might die fucking tomorrow, I was like, okay, this all needs to stop and change right now. So a lot of times I'm just like, ah, I want to stop. I want to chill out. I don't want to do this right now. I come back to the thought of, what if I die tomorrow? And... While it is morbid and while it might not be a motivator for everybody, um, it is definitely something that's made me open my mind up and, and, and put a harder, work, like a harder push behind my work ethic. Mm. And yeah. Now, you talked about what helped me grow through something. Um, that was a part of it. And, an, and another big part of it was that I don't want to keep living my life mediocre. I don't want to continue waking up and one, well, rather going through my day and wondering what the fuck did I do today? And then I also didn't want to, again, not feel like I was living my life to my full potential, living my life all out, pushing myself to a new limit. So with that, I decided that it was time for change and I've been taking leaps forward since then. That's so, so, so beautiful. Um, a little bit morbid. And one honest. and honest, yes. And my spiritual coach always says that when you know death, it creates like like you know life better. When you understand death and when you've been through death that's really, really close to you, you understand life in a different way rather. I probably butchered that, but we're just going to go with it. Um, and that really, really sounds like it was just a turning point for you. You were doing the things before you were showing up, you were investing in yourself and things just like weren't adding up. And I'd love for you to expand on the impact that how do I word this? The impact that this realization had on you. Like, what things were you trying before? And then what wasn't working? And then how did you start to take leaps? Like, what, what were those leaps, essentially? 
Yeah. So those are good questions again. Um, yeah. So um, the leaps that I took, so I was going about my business very passively. Um, I was going about it in like, I'm just going to post and whatever happens. And then maybe one or two stories, whatever happens. And now I'm like shooting value out of my ass, basically. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to give as much value as possible. I'm trying to show as much of myself as possible because, um, you know, being a man in our society, you're not supposed to be a person who like shows emotion and does stuff like does yoga and really does a lot of things that, you know, men seem to deem as not normal. So I love yoga. I, I try I show it every day because I want to show people that it is an essential part of life. Um, and it's a necessary part of life. And then the meditation, because I want to show people that you need to be connected to yourself. So with those two things and more, um, I'd like to really give, like show the world who I am because for so long, I thought like to go about health coaching in the way of which I, and this person who works out and, and, and I run and I eat and I do all this. It's just like, yeah, like that is a part of health. But what about the rest of health? Um, so I wanted to just like rather I be, started showing so much more um, of who I am. And with that, I found more connection with people. I found more people looking, more people interested in working with me. And as Johnny said, just last week, I signed two new people after already making about 20K in my business, 20K plus in my business. So these are my highest paying clients so far. And um, it's only going to go up from here. Yeah, thank you for that. One thing that I love, love, love that you said just from before is that you keep coming back to the idea of like, what if I die tomorrow? And when you don't want to do something that deep motivator is fucking powerful is fucking powerful because most people just look for motivation outside of them. And like, we know that doesn't exist guys, right? We know that motivation outside of the internal does not exist. You can post all of the like mood boards and vision boards and, you know, follow all the seven figure business coaches you want but it never turns into motivation. It turns into comparison, mm. which is why we mute those people. And if I'm one of those people, please mute me. No hard feelings. On stories. Keep the post going. <laughs> but at the end of the day, in order to do the things when things are really hard, we have to have some sort of a deep internal motivator that keeps us going. You know, yeah. and yeah. that that's really fucking powerful. And it's not like I just know it and then I ditch it. Right? It's the same thing we would recommend to any health client, any client that we work with. Like, what are you doing this for? Whether it's you're a financial coach and you're budgeting with people. Like, what is actually going to make them stick to the plan? Hmm. It's not accountability from you. Like, that's bullshit. I don't sell anybody on, on accountability. You hold yourself accountable. I'm there to guide you. Yeah. You have to show your, hold yourself accountable. You can have unlimited Voxer access. I can give you all of the modules. I can give you one one-on-one -on -one call per week, and I've still had people not do the things. It's not the accountability. It's not me. It's not your coach's job. It's up to you to take action in that. 
right? And to find that deep internal motivator. It is so, so, so important. And like, it doesn't have to be as morbid as Joe's. One of my deep internal motivators is also just morbid as Joe's. Excuse me, I'm like choking on some food that I ate before, but it's, you guys know my dad passed away when I was five and that really just hit home for me at a very young age where it's like, oh fuck, he died literally before he was 40. My dad was so, so, so young and like it's Joe's 30th birthday in like 21 days. Like (laughs) that's so close. That is insane. And at a very young age, I was like, oh my goodness, how do I prevent this? How do I live my life to the fullest? What does that mean? And I think I did an entire episode just on the word YOLO itself. Did you? I did. You didn't listen to that one? No, of course I did, but I'm saying... (laughs) He said he did. The fact that you named it YOLO. I did not name it YOLO. Oh. (laughs) It was just the answer to it, to the question that I proposed. Anyway, moving on. That was a while ago. Um... But yeah, it just shows you that we do only have one chance at this. You don't just have one chance at business. It's not just one launch. It's not just one three-month program so that you can build your entire business. Like, it's going to take time. As quick as it seems for anybody to do this, like, I went through the exact same thing thing that Joe experienced, which is like, I'm doing the things. Am I doing the things? Am I showing up? Am I showing up? What do I do? Ah, this is hard. Fuck, I'm going to give up. Like, that happened to me for literally 10 years. Mm. and Joe watched it for what five out of those years now it's been a year and a half so yeah like whatever five and a half years he watched me like do the things and then not do the things yeah Johnny would um go (laughs) Johnny would go from like I'm just gonna go all in working on myself and like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work at a big box gym or I'm not gonna work at a facility that has me working with uh, people for nutrition. And all of a sudden, you know, things would slow up a little bit. Um, client, you know, winter would come around and, or summer would come around. And people were going places and they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to like kind of scale back a little. And all of a sudden, the scarcity mindset came in yes. for her, and she would go back to. Well, now I gotta find a job because you know she's qualified for fucking everything in the health field, so she would find a job easily. Plus, she's a little smarty head, um, <laughs> so that is something that I dealt with um, while having a fucking job. So, like, I would make nine hundred, a thousand dollars a week between personal training clients and um, theory. and then. I would be like, okay, well, I'm paying this and I'm paying that. All right, like, I'm, I'm just not going to spend the rest of it. And then all of a sudden, I'd be like, all right, let's go out. And I'd be like, oh, crap, I have to spend the money. Um, so this scare, plus, and investing in myself was always a very scary thing because I was like, well, I just made all this money and all these people just paid me and now I have to invest it? Like, uh, isn't the point to like hold on to it mm. as per something that I learned from my family as per something that, um, you know, society probably deems as a norm because there's never enough money in this world. Let's, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, so like that scarcity mindset is a thing and it was a thing that held me back for a long time too. Mm, yes. The scarcity mindset. Ugh. Mm. Yes. Okay. So when it comes to like dealing with the scarcity mindset, it's not that like everything you make you have to spend or you 100% have to invest every single step of the way. However, if you don't know the thing to get you to the next level and you need someone to actually like 
report to because you don't know the things. And that is an aspect of accountability, although like it's up to you to do the things like it it, it always, always, always is. So people think that just like hiring a coach, you're going to get that accountability and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the things and the coach is going to have all the answers. And the thing is like, no, we actually bring the answers out of you and we have strategies that we know work. And it's up to us together as a team to always find the strategies that work Mm -hmm. for you, but it's your work, it's your business, it's you doing it, right? So at the end of the day, that scarcity mindset, it's not, again, it's not that like you have to save everything or like you have to spend everything. It's just a balance. It's a balance. If I didn't invest to continuously like grow my team, um, grow my, uh, pay different coaches right level up with different coaches learn different things yeah learn I I wouldn't have learned things have I taken everything that I've learned from every coach absolutely fucking not there's a ton of stuff that I don't use probably more things that I don't use than I actually do use but it's the act of (laughs) Choco's interesting it's the act of paying somebody that you're still doing the things you're following through with the launch when things get hard because you have somebody to go to you have to go to that person right and so by allowing yourself to invest and not be in that scarcity mindset, it's not saying like, oh, whatever, I just need to invest everything or else I'm never going to, you know, do well in business. It's about investing in the right things to get you to the next level and you have to deem what those right things are. Nobody mm-hmm. can tell you what those right things are, which means you have to be doing the strategy. You have to be investing. You have to be trying the things mm-hmm. or else you don't know what's actually going to work. And if you're so stuck in that scarcity mindset, you're never going to invest, which means you're going to stay in the same position because you can't run a business off of no knowledge of how to run a business. True. Boom. Right? My God. <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, that scarcity mindset for Joe was literally from his, his family just like saving everything, you know, going out to restaurants that like really just are not... Um, really expensive, which is perfectly fine. That's their preference, right? That's what they like. But Joe and I like really fucking expensive food. We like really fucking fancy food. Like really expensive and really delicious cocktails. Yes, we love like the stupid $20 cocktails. How we find $20 cocktails in Austin, I couldn't tell you. Maybe like $10 cocktails. Yeah, like 15 But still, right? So it's, it's just a matter of preference and value, right? So that scarcity mindset is not just a one, is not just a one-sided thing. You can be like, scarce have that scarcity mindset when you go out to eat but when it comes to investing like you're perfectly fine Mm. the ultimate thing is to get to a place around money where you trust it where you trust money you trust yourself around money right I have a client right now that just came into a lot of money from her family and she's like oh my goodness I'm worried I'm gonna burn through it again I'm worried I'm just not gonna know how to handle it all of those things And I'm not a money coach. I have a lot of clients who are. And so I recommended one of them. And like, of course, I can do the the money mindset work around it, but I cannot help her with her budget. That is not a specialty of mine. That is not what I do. Joe's actually the CFO of my company because I'm so not good at it. And so I couldn't actually help her with it, right? So I recommended for her to get help with it. And she's like, ah, I just don't know if I want to invest in another thing. So it's like, you need the thing to actually help you hold on to the money and pay for things strategically, and at the same time, you're not willing to invest that money to learn how to do that, but yet you're so worried that the money's going to go away. Hmm. <clears throat> what I like to do, I think I learned this from Catherine Zinkino, on Manifestation Bay podcast. It's every time I spend money, there's more where that came from. 
just like actively say it out loud, whether we're buying candles, which are like all lit around us as we're doing this podcast, whether I'm buying a new computer, Joe probably needs a new computer soon, so we'll have to buy one. Like whatever it is, there's more where that came from. The whatever $300 butcher box that we just came in, there's more where that came from. Right? That's Sorry. a month worth of food. Sorry, yeah. animals. It, it is a month worth of food. But still, $300 a month, it's a, that's our car payment right now. Hmm. You know, that's a, that's a lot of money. And I value the quality. And I'd rather live and eat good food, live while eating good food, than like get Target. I just don't like their meat, right? So it's about what you value at the end of the day. And that's up to you to decide. And understand that you can spend on what you what you want and what you desire mm-hmm. and be okay with that if you if every time you're spending money you're shitting on yourself for spending the money no matter what you spend it on it's not going to feel good never, never and then so what's the point of trying to make more money if you're just going to continuously shit on yourself around money it doesn't make any sense right so that scarcity mindset is a big 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 thing and it's also scarcity around time it's also scarcity around money it's scarcity around clients right? It's scarcity around followers, right? And so when we're constantly shitting on ourselves for all the negative things, oh, I don't have enough followers. This one didn't get enough likes. This client didn't get results. This client didn't do this. This client didn't resign. None of that is positive. So what do you think you're going to breed more of positive or negativity? You're going to breed more negativity. So when you did this entire shift, Mm -hmm. as I've seen you do over the past two weeks, um, at the same time, at the same time, it's really, really important to remember that that scarcity mindset doesn't go away just because you decided one time, just like that motivation didn't just come because you decided one time and all of a sudden you had this realization about death versus life versus who you want to be. Yeah. It's a constant restructuring. Yeah. You know, just because I have more money now doesn't mean I have a more abundant mindset. I've had to work for that abundant mindset. As I work with that abundant mindset, I get onto sales calls and I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, it's no problem. And that person has the power to say yes or no. Like it's just the right people come. So it's just an abundant mindset around that. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do the strategies. It doesn't mean I'm not going to budget. It doesn't mean I'm not going to work hard. It just means I'm going to allow the things to come to me and understand that there's no fucking shortage of money. There's no shortage of humans, right? It's just not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing you get to choose. But one thing I wanted to touch upon that you said is you've been starting to just show the world who you are. With, you know, a lot of the uh, emotions you feel and a lot of the tactics that you use that are not so manly and stuff like that. And so I know there's a lot of people here listening who feel like the strategy is unattached to just showing who you are. Right. So like showing up on stories. Yes, there's a strategy. We can do the value sandwiching. We can make sure to show up a certain amount of times. We can create an entire customer experience. Right. And that's literally the same thing as you just showing the world who you are, mm-hmm. right? So can you talk about that, how that associates in your mind, the strategy of like, I, I have to show up every single day, I have to be consistent, I get to be consistent. And what that feels like when you just show like who you actually are. Do you understand the question? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so... Um 
So showing up as like myself. So what I used to think I had to do was just like show workouts and be very one-sided simply towards motivation and uh, working out and eating. And like that was it because like that's what everybody assumes. And that's what every other coach is doing to try to get health in. Um, I have started to, like I said before, show my yoga, show um, uh, show meditations, um, also working in doing daily affirmations currently to try to help people make and create something that they want out of their life. So I'm trying to currently go about it in a um, softer way. Um, and again, because I feel like there's so much more to life than being simply strict in these two to three areas. Um, and uh, when you allow yourself to, to represent yourself authentically, that is how people understand you. They understand your vibe. They understand if they want to work with you. They understand who you are. So being you, showing you means a lot you might we might not consider it being coaches, um, and sometimes we overlook it. But it gets it's a lot. It helps people a lot to understand if they actually can work with you, if they can actually be around you for whatever month, three months, six months containers, whatever it is. So, what is the other part to this question? There's another part. So um, I, I enjoy showing all sides of my life because. I'm not this one-dimensional person. I don't lift weights, drink protein shakes, and friggin' and 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 you know friggin' uh, just cook all the time, right? I I smoke weed. I go here like we go to parks. I do all these other other recreational things that I enjoy because it's a part of who I am, and that is authenticity. That is how you get to be who you are. Um, when do you start trying to just so show simply these few things about your business? It doesn't get people don't get your vibe. People don't know who you are. They don't know if they want to fuck with you long term. Mm -hmm. So as they start getting that, as they start picking that up, as they see who you are, the well-rounded person that you have always been, they're like, all right, maybe I do want to work with this person. And, um, I feel like it's due to that that we get this create creations, creativity, and the self-expression that like really helps us and really creates the vibe that we want. So I keep saying vibe. Yeah. But I really agree with the word vibe. <laughs> yeah, the word vibe, yes. Everything is a vibe. Our candles, sales. <laughs> coaching, everything, honestly, Salt everything, lamps. everything, <laughs> salt lamps, right? So what I'm hearing is that the strategy of you showing up every single day became a lot easier when you realize you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to like do something in a specific way to sell versus just showing up authentically. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, when they learn the strategies, when they pay a business coach, which has totally happened in my programs as well, when they pay a business coach, they learn the strategies and forget about, oh, the strategies are there to enhance how I show up. It's not this, it's not the that showing up is there to enhance the strategies. It's that the strategies are there to enhance you showing up as just who you are. Right? You create an entire experience 
with your podcast. You create an entire experience with the platform. And if you are only showing, look at this workout, you can do hypertrophy for three sets by 12 reps, and you can do squats and sit back, (laughs) sit back on your heels a little bit more and then squeeze your glutes, but like don't thrust, blah, 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 blah. Yes, amazing, super informative things. I love form, it's epic. But who wants to open their Instagram and see that all the time? Think of how you... Um, engage with Instagram, right? How do you engage with Instagram? You follow people who you like. Beautiful. Are you showing things that people can actually follow you for to like you, or are you just trying to show up to give value? And are you viewing yourself as value? Because you know what? You are motherfucking valuable. You are valuable just the way you are. You are valuable. You know, Joe, even just being shirtless, always shirtless. Right now, we are also filming for YouTube, and that is you know, going up and he's just shirtless, chilling on the couch. Like that's a vibe. That's Joe's vibe. He has monstrous amounts of hair. He kind of has shoulder pads right now and it's beautiful. And I love his hairiness, right? It's just a thing. And so even him showing up that way, just doesn't put the pressure on himself to like be someone different. You get to show up that way. And if makes people uncomfortable to see, you know, a naked man, that's perfectly fine. They're not your people. That's not, you vibe with people who would be fine when they see a naked man. <laughs> not that you just mean naked in front of your clients, hopefully not. <laughs> not, often. not often. Not often. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, you just get to be yourself, guys. If I had to do this podcast and I had to like script everything out, sure, it would be a little bit more strategic, but I would hate that. That's, it wouldn't I would be authentic. Yeah, it wouldn't be authentic. The... I basically just take notes and that's about it. We have, I don't know, like seven bullet points, usually seven to 10 bullet points that I cover. Even if I'm doing a list of things, like I don't script it out. I have the things that I want to talk about and I just let it flow because what I'm talking about is from the heart. What I'm talking about is the thing that somebody needs to hear. Our goal is to impact just one person, right? So being able to show the world who you are is literally um, just... The key. It's literally the key. And it's just enhanced by the strategies of like, oh, okay, how often can I show up? Okay, in what ways can I show up? Oh, okay, beautiful. I can do a mini training. Yes, what in my life today can I actually teach on that would help my ideal client? So yes, we keep the ideal client in mind, but if the ideal client is a previous version of yourself, all you get to do is talk about your life. And that is it without putting pressure on yourself, right? So... Last thing that I want to touch upon, unless there's anything else that you want to share? Um, yeah. So there's one thing I, I do want to share. Um, so I grew up in, in a family that, like Johnny has said, there's a lot of, entre- there's a lot of entrepreneurs within them, um, and everybody had a view on how I should take my life. Um, if this sounds familiar to you, um, what I would suggest is to... Take where you are right now, and if you are working for them right now, and or just make yourself the hypothetical thought in your head, um, can I do this long term? Do I want to do this long term? Does this excite me? Um, you know, with, I'm sure a lot you hear Johnny and a lot of other business coaches saying it has to excite you. It must be something that you find excitable. It must be something that you can't go if you you know you can't go long without doing or talking about, and. While we, while my family has ha, has very lucrative businesses, it's just not something that I saw myself doing forever. So, if while you're in the hypothetical and you're figuring out the questions, trying to get down to it, and you're just like, 
can I do this forever? Do I want to do this forever? Not because money. Yes, money will fucking come. But if you do with you what you love and you put passion into what you love, money will come as well. So my question to you, my, one, what I want to leave you with on this point is, can you do it forever? If it's not something that lights you up, if it's not something that constantly has you waking up excited, you need to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Or take the time to figure out how to create the next step for yourself or do both. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. I know that you going back and forth with like starting your own business or even working for anybody else besides your family was like a big, big, big thing. And then at the end of the day, you were like, I can't do this forever. That's not exciting. Yeah. Right. And something else that I really, really want to piggyback off of is the idea of doing it forever. So as an entrepreneur, you can literally shift and change three billion and five times. And while building a personal brand, your audience actually grows with you. So you might not be like a health and fitness coach for the rest of your life, the way that you envision it. I thought that I was, you know, going to be that. And like, here we are. Um, Like six months later. Six months later, I was like, and we're just going to do business. Right. And I've been doing business for 10 years and helping other people build businesses and doing sales. Right. So it was all very strategic. And at the end of the day, you don't have to choose this one thing, but if you don't see a thing outside of entrepreneurship that you could do forever, that's your key signal to become an entrepreneur. For me and Joe, we were just constantly like, oh, I can't do that. And then, oh, I can't do that. And oh, I can't do that. I know I meant for so much more. Like, yes, I'm good at this, but I just can't do this forever. Right? Whether that was personal training in a gym or... Driving trucks, doing fucking deliveries doing sales, do driving trucks, doing sales, all that stuff. Um, or for Johnny working in a hospital, uh, using her dietetics, um, using her dietetics, uh, certification. And yeah, I mean like it was just something that we couldn't see being a forever thing. Yeah. Also an important part of our lifestyle is travel. Yes. And we're also like actually just going to do it anyway even though COVID exists because it is his birthday and we are looking to probably go to Colorado I think I'm leaning towards Colorado but we wanted to live a life where we didn't just travel one or two you know weeks out of the year we wanted to really just live a life that allowed us unlimited vacations and we wanted our life to feel like a vacation and there was no way we could fathom a life feeling like a vacation living in New York Living in New York and um, waking up at 6 a.m. or 4 a.m. or whatever it was that we were doing to go work for other people. That was just not a thing anymore, right? So thank you for sharing all of that. I have one last thing that I would love for you to touch upon. Let's touch it. Is what it's been been like watching me build my brand um, and my business, all the struggles, all the times we've wanted to put our head through the wall, all of the times when it's been massively easy and we sign $10,000 or $20,000 in a contract and clients get epic results. So what it's been like doing that because you were not only a client of mine, but obviously my partner and you've been there through everything and you see every single thing behind the scenes. So in, in the past 15 to 16 months now? I think 16, yeah. So in the past 15 to 16 months now, um, at first... It hadn't, at first it, ha- it, it felt like, at first um, there wasn't much pressure on me uh, or 
okay, let me let me actually start this all over. So at first, um, watching you grow was something that was like very beautiful. It was happening very organically. Um, I had my job. I had comfortability with my job, and it was great. Um, watching you grow your income was a beautiful thing because I knew you were always worth it. I, I knew you were always capable of getting there, and to see it finally happen like meant a lot to me. Because not not to me because it was happening to me, but to see my partner rise and thrive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I swear that wasn't intended. Um, to see my partner really rise up and, and to the occasion and and getting what she deserves out of life was fucking phenomenal. It felt so great. And then I stopped working at my job. So as I stopped working at my job, I begrudgingly, quietly, I, I don't know if that's the right word to put together, um, was always feeling like, shit, I'm not making any money. This is, it's, it, was, it was becoming difficult to watch her continue scaling, continue doing well for herself. And I'm like in limbo, just trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and then as I'm like trying to get, trying to get out of limbo, uh, there was conversations that we had to have because there was probably a lot of stress, uh, not stress, but a lot of pressure I was putting on myself. And this is also something that we keep talking about with me and my struggles. Um, but pressure that I was putting on myself because I didn't know how to, or I thought I didn't know how to do things and I was just doubting my ability. And while we were, while I was doubting myself, seeing you, you come up further, it was like, that's great. But also why the fuck isn't it happening for me? I, you know, you always say to yourself, I'm doing the things or you always think you are. I'm, I'm doing the things or I thought I was doing the things. And, um, yeah, so now I'm at, we're at a, I'm at a very big understanding that to see you grow is a great thing and to watch you grow is a great thing. And I am getting to bring myself there now. So to watch you rise as I'm rising, mm. it's been beautiful. And like I said before, it was a struggle in the beginning to see you continue going further as I was like, I'm in this pool up to my ankles. Why aren't I swimming yet? You know, it just, I'm just, it's <laughs> kind of what it feels it's like. It's what it feels like. Exactly what it freaking feels like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think people can either think like it goes one of two ways, like, oh, life's amazing because your partner's making a lot of money right. and like you get the money too. And this is epic. Yeah. Or it could feel like really shitty. And I know we've talked about jealousy and um, stuff like that. You know, when I was really, really taking off 10, 15, 20K months and we had a conversation about it and I was like, it's okay to feel jealous as long as you don't wish poorly on me. (laughs) Which I never did. Yeah. I never did. And so that word jealous, I I truly don't feel like it has a negative, it has a negative connotation behind it, but I don't think it's an actual negative thing. I think what a lot of people feel is like envy. Mm. Like you're envious of that person. You're like, wow, that person's fucking epic. I might be confusing the words, but we're just going to go with no, it. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and, and it's not like you're wish, you were wishing bad. It's just that you were like, fuck, I want this too. Yes. And um, 
it's insane to watch somebody grow. Like, why isn't it happening as quickly? All of those things. And we had to have a conversation where I was just like, Joseph, like it, it hasn't, you're just remembering like all of the amazing times and like me coming out of my office, like I signed another client or yeah. like this client just hit her 20 K month or whatever it is. And you don't remember all of the like not so good moments. And it's so much easier to remember the not so good, not remember the not so good moments and only remember the good moments when you're not in it. Yeah. You know, like there's so many times I go to celebrate Joe and I go to um, say like, oh my goodness, look how much you've made and this is epic and I shout him out and things like that. And he's like, oh, but. Yeah. Right. And so I'm here celebrating. He's like, oh, but. Same thing, you know, reverse. Yeah, you signed a client. Oh, but. You know, it's always so much easier to celebrate somebody else. So I think really just practicing celebrating you on a daily basis has been really powerful for you. Yeah. And if you're stuck in that same position as where Joe was beforehand, or maybe you're in the same position where your partner makes more or whatever it is, like actively practice celebrating yourself and celebrating all, all that you do. Also celebrate your, also celebrate your partner. Yeah. They, they are working as hard as they can or as hard as they, they think they can. Sometimes we just have to overcome some things in order to, to go further. Yeah, definitely. And it can just become a like struggle yeah. to celebrate the other person and then it creates resentment and it's, it's very real. So the more open you guys can communicate whether you are the person who's making more or are the person making less, but really focusing on letting that person know where you're at so you're not struggling and sitting in silence by yourself. Yeah. You know? Um, but the last thing that I would absolutely love for you to share is what... I have two questions. What are you proud of yourself for? And what makes you thrive? What am I, what am I proud of myself for, for today? Just in general. Um, so I'm proud of myself for not giving up when I was at my lowest and when I thought things were at the hardest. Um, knowing where I was mentally... Um, Knowing where my mental narrative was, I know where my mental narrative was, um, definitely, definitely played a part in so many things between us, within myself, and now knowing that I'm still growing further um, is definitely something that I'm proud of myself for. And I know that it's not going to stop because I'm going to continue putting forth the effort to make sure that I get everything that I want out of life. What was the other question? What makes you thrive? Uh, what makes me thrive, if I'm being honest, is a part of, part of it is seeing you thrive because I just want to see you win. And then <laughs> another part of it is getting to do it with you as I'm starting to. And then a great part of it is knowing everything that we have in front of us, like everything to come still. I know there's so many great things that haven't happened yet. And I just see us going further in, in so many ways. And I know it's going to be a ride that's going to have bumps and it's going to have its little problems, but 
I want to take them on and just knowing that our capabilities individually and together are a huge thing to me. So that's what makes me thrive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, as he scratches the spider bite. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, babe. Yeah, super powerful. And I love how you said that what makes you thrive or makes you really proud is that knowing you didn't give up. So if you are in one of those places where you're just like, ah, I'm doing the things, but I'm not doing the things or I am doing the things and it's not working yet. Like your time is coming. Yeah, your time is coming. It just means not right now. And there's no way in fucking hell that if you keep doing the things, you keep showing up, you keep learning, you keep getting better, you keep learning the things, doing the things, showing who you are and thriving, that this shit isn't going to work. Yeah. When I remember when Joe was really like looking to give up and just like, I just think I need another job, et cetera, et cetera. I said, did you really give it a chance? Like, how long did you give it a chance? Just because I hit 5K months within three months of starting doesn't mean that there weren't plenty of other fucking months that... It wasn't 5K or that, um, you know, before that when shit got really, really hard and we don't really share a lot of that. And that's why I wanted to bring you onto the podcast. So I really appreciate you being so fucking open and vulnerable with us and sharing. I know a lot of people can resonate even if they're not there right now. They can certainly, certainly resonate. And we just need more people to show up in this world with their fucking struggles and be vulnerable and sit in the suck with us. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just looking at everybody else who everybody's doing amazing. And if it's not easy for me, then I fucking suck. And this isn't going to work. Like, that's not a thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you ever feel that way. I'm sorry if I have ever made anybody feel that way. Um, and at the end of the day, like this is made for every single one of you and certainly you, Joe. And it's going to, it's been so beautiful to watch and let's continue to fucking thrive. Yeah. So if I could, um, I want to piggyback on what Johnny said, and I want to leave you guys off on this note. If I could end the podcast, that'd be great. Uh, but um, it's okay to suck for a while. That's something that mm. in our current times in 2020 and being a millennial, um, it's something that we often forget that it's not like we're just going to fucking step on the scene and, people, and you're going to be like, hey, I got this program. Come work with me. And people are going to be lining up in the fucking dozens. Like, yep. you're going to, it's going to take a little while. And it's going to suck for a little while. And you're going to be like, why isn't it working for a little while? But, and, and, no more buts. And, unless it's Johnny's butt. And, um, and it's okay. You're still doing amazing. You're, you're still doing really great. So love yourself in the process of learning. Love yourself in the process of growing. Our life is the one opportunity that you have to create the thing that you know the world needs. Don't sell the world short. Don't sell yourself short. And keep going. Thank you. <laughs>